Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I, we talk about various technology-related topics. This week, we're going to talk about a very interesting topic, well, as usual, uh, but today's topic is a little bit uh, a little bit different, and I think uh, the audience is going to get quite uh, intrigued with, with this topic. It's uh, what we're calling digital divide. And this is a topic which looks into the division that is occurring in in terms of accessibility of, of digital products, in terms of internet, computing, altogether. And this divide is um, sort of, you know, as we are advancing in technology as, you know, mankind, uh, humankind, um, you know, we, we are thinking that, you know, more and more people are having access and they have, you know, our society is becoming more and more meritocratic by, by day. But actually, uh, with research and you know after looking into it a little bit more in detail we see that there is still division uh, based on financial situation based on accessibility and this this is something that we want to be aware of and be uh, cautious of and also work towards not having a digital divide based on um, the things that shouldn't be a reason for different levels of access of in, in information. So this is actually a very cool topic and a very um, uh, a, a very important topic to be aware of. And uh, we would like our audience to be to be knowledgeable on this, so you guys can be more proactive on on accessing internet or any digital products and also help others so everyone can have a more um, sort of distributed internet for everyone so uh, yeah without further ado let's uh, let's start talking about it amit uh, thank you for coming up with this topic uh, give us a little bit of introduction of, of what it is so uh, thanks thanks again renath and thanks again i mean you've you've given a good introduction but uh, the, the reason i selected this topic is because i was watching a video while writing something for my newsletter and uh, this was about starlink and the lady in the video just mentioned uh, something called as digital divide so i googled it and then i realized okay it's a very relevant topic which uh, people don't uh, think of uh, because we live in cities so people who are watching the podcast or even even listening to it they have they may have access to a smartphone they have access to high-speed internet um, internet itself is a huge thing and they are listening to us on maybe Spotify Apple podcast YouTube Google Podcasts, etc so they are people who have access to all these technologies but there are many other people who don't have access to these technologies and that's what the digital divide is like you have wealth inequality you have digital inequality so not all people have access to the same level of digital uh, infrastructure uh, at the same cost. So if say, for example, so digital divide, so digital means anything that's um, in the in the internet, over the internet, on your smartphone, on your computer, anything which is uh, in that format, uh, then it's called digital and then the divide. So the divide happens because say for example you have a high-speed internet at your home which is about say 200 mbps and you pay about uh, 20 uh, pounds per month 
say for example you you do that now if you go outskirts in the countryside in the uk someone is getting maybe 5 mbps and they still pay 20 pounds so for them they're getting a low speed but at the same cost so that's not fair so it means that uh, they'll not be able to make a i mean they might be able to make a good zoom call but then if there are too many people in the house who are using the internet at the same time then there is a what do you say the there is a loss in quality okay so th there is a loss in quality and that is uh, not acceptable but people have to live up live with it because they don't have any other option so th so that's with respect to geography because they are where they are and uh, the infrastructure is just not available because they are very far the companies that provide the internet services they don't have a what do you say a, a business case or a economic case to justify the amount of uh, spending that they have to do on the infrastructure that can provide internet just to a few people in a small village or a town so that's one aspect the other aspect is about uh, education so lot i mean we take technology for granted because we have grown up with it we have uh, lived with it we have we see it on a daily basis we work in that industry so we take it for granted but a couple of generations uh, just before us they are not uh, familiar with it because they have never used it they 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 are aware that okay there is a smartphone there is internet and uh, they have to learn how to use it but there are many people who can't and it's very difficult for them to access services most of the government services in the uk can be accessed uh, using the internet so you just go to a website you apply for a application or a form you apply for taxes you apply for uh, your pension you apply etc etc many other services social services and you get those benefits but there are people who can't so they have to go to say a library or to the council and then uh, ask someone to help them to get those access so that's with respect to the uh, the edu education aspect of it then there's just a social social aspect or the economic aspect like i i and you we work in the it industry we get reasonably good pay but there are uh, people who work say in the in the in the service industry so there are there are people who are uh, helping out as a as a sales person they are doing delivery uh, on a regular basis and then there are many other people in this uh, service industry that just can't afford high speed internet they can afford internet but not high speed so then there is that divide as well so there there are these various factors that are causing people uh, to use the internet but not at its like, like not at its peak potential like like say for example we are recording this uh, over a zoom call so you and i we have good quality video we have good quality audio there is no lag there is no jitter uh, we can hear each other clearly we can see each other clearly and that is because we have a good internet i have many other devices already connected i have my smartphone connected my smart home devices connected they are all using the internet and still the speed is good and uh, there is no lag so that that's that's what is uh, the digital divide all about yeah absolutely and when you when you sort of first mentioned this and that really opened my eyes in so many ways because um it's it's important not only politically but also a socially important uh topic to to talk about and be aware of and i mean i i think in the past in different episode of our podcast even i said oh nowadays everyone has a smartphone you know talking about it but 
obviously, while this is something that we're taking it for granted and we're thinking everyone has a smartphone, but actually, if you really look at the statistics globally, not everyone has a smartphone and a smartphone enables you to get information quickly in, in a way that you can use it for whatever project you're working on to a degree that you can't, uh, you just simply can't, you know, whether you want to be educated, whether you want to get some information to do a physical project on, whatever you're doing, uh, if you have or don't have a smartphone, that makes a big difference. And then that's just one tier. Um, you know, you could probably put different tiers of access of, of um uh, technology, right? So, um, you know, having a smartphone or a computer or a laptop is just the first part. And then you have to have internet and then you can have internet, but then you might not have good enough speed to be really productive. As you just mentioned, our current scenario, you know, we're, we're having a Zoom call, we are recording it, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact that we are not having to be, um, sort of obstructed with difficult connections we can like flawlessly talk and not have to worry about it and that is a hindrance to productivity for people who doesn't have this so there are so many ways and so many tiers of accessibility of digital products and then that affects your productivity and you know as a chain reaction it also affects how successful you can become in this you know more and more digital world and this is something we want to be aware of. And one of the things I am really passionate about technology because, you know, what I thought was it's equalizing everyone. You know, it's more distributed. You know, everyone else has the access to internet and all the information available to us as humankinds. And anyone can, you know, there is no, there is no sort of um, gatekeeping of information. You know, whatever you want to achieve or do in life, you can just, you know, maybe go on YouTube and search for a step-by-step -step guide and someone already done it and documented it. But actually, it's not accessible to everyone. Someone can't afford a laptop or a smartphone, or even if they can, they have to pay like megabytes per megabytes for internet access, which is not uh, a lot of the times financially feasible. Or um, even if they can pay, it's not speedy enough so they can be really productive with the project that they're working on. So this is actually massively important on a social scale, political scale. And, you know, overall for, for human progress, we want to make sure that everyone has more and more access to technology. I mean, you know, last week we talked about chat GPT, which is, a, a, a you know, a, one of the cutting edge topics in, in uh, current days. But you know, it, it's 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 making you know a lot of work a lot easier, uh, augmenting your performance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you don't have access to it, then how would you take advantage to it? And a, you know, a small number of people do have. I mean, you know, you think you know, as an audience, I would imagine you guys have access to internet anyway. But, you know, you're thinking that, okay, we all have access to chat GPT, you know, it's all, or chat, not just chat GPT, but anything, you know, YouTube, uh, education sites, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we can all progress and stuff. But actually, you know, there is a quite a significant portion of people in the world who doesn't have access to it. So it is very unfair to them. Whereas you could potentially go to Google or an AI module and get your CV, your cover letter written very professionally to the highest of standards, there is someone else in the world applying for the same job 
who has to write, you know, with who has to write, um, you know, tedious cover letters, you know, tailor-made for each job application. So, um, yeah, we want to make sure or be aware of and do everything we can to bridge this gap between this, uh, you know, different levels of access and, you know, not have the digital divide that it currently um, is happening in the world. Absolutely, Renat. I think that is very important because a lot of people are not able to utilize the opportunities that are possible through the internet uh, just because uh, it's difficult for them. But when we talk about digital divide, I mean, uh, I mean, see, even if people have access to smartphones, they may not have access to uh, high speed internet. Even if they have access to high speed internet, they may not know how to use the devices. And even if they know how to use the devices, some people are disabled. So they cannot actually uh, use the internet that the way the internet is supposed to be used because say I am deaf, so I can't hear much. So I want to go and watch a YouTube video and learn from it, but there are no subtitles. But now there are subtitles so I can use it. And say, for example, I am blind and I want to use the internet, but there are no audio descriptions. But now there are audio descriptions. So I can actually go through the text uh, on a web page and I can understand what's written and I can absorb the information and do something about it. So those are the ways in which uh, the digital uh, divide is being addressed. And that's something called as digital inclusion. Like how do you include everyone in the world to use these services that are available or through the internet and these these are uh, like two interconnected topics and one of the reasons that the digital divide occurs is simply because of economics uh, as i mentioned infrastructure so say for example we uh, are in the us the us is a huge country or say russia uh, it's a huge country and uh, you have pockets of uh, very high density popula- uh, densely populated uh, areas and then you have pockets where are very low dense uh, low density so e- even in the uk it's the same so where you have high density you have more people so more money more opportunities more business so there is an incentive for companies to invest in infrastructure uh, because they will they can invest in the infrastructure and they can earn more money because they they don't have to invest in infrastructure over a large area. Now suppose they have to go and provide the same services to a very small, uh, very less densely populated area uh, somewhere far away where the population is a thousand people or two thousand people. Now they know that they have to spend a million pounds or a million dollars to build the infrastructure but only thousand people will use. So in order for them to recoup their uh, investment, what they do is they price the, uh, the services at a very high cost or it just doesn't make business sense for them until unless there is a government incentive which will say that okay fine uh, the government is providing me incentive so i can uh, use that and i can then provide uh, benefits to the uh, population but that doesn't happen so you have this geographical problem and and the way to address these things is through something like a stalling uh, uh, an internet uh, connection that's available everywhere no matter where you are, it's uh, available even in remote places at the top of say Mount Everest. In, in the, if you're in an RV, if you are mobile, you can still use it. Uh, so it's 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 an equalizer, but of course it's still not very cheap. So not everyone can afford it. 
but when it comes to say opportunities if i am not on the internet i don't have access to information i lose out on business but if i have internet uh then i have those opportunities so i can increase my business so now it's like an investment so people are now investing in such technologies because that will help them to get on the internet and start selling their services so it's a it's a it's a amazing uh, time to be alive to experience all these things that are happening absolutely and to be honest this is this is a, like a double edged sword in a way because we absolutely welcome anything that you know uh, sort of reduces the digital division and satellite internet system is one of them and that you know makes internet available for everyone but then again obviously there is the question of cost uh, starlink as 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 far as i know is actually quite expensive but again it, it, you know the the companies that are making this fully distributed um, internet system available they are some of the really large corporate companies who are obviously you know uh, taking the largest market share so uh, it's it's a double edged sword in a way that you know large corporate companies are getting benefited but then again they are also bringing internet as a you know well distributed to everyone so that is a benefit but um, you know <laughs> i don't know how happy i want to be on 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 this progress but at least um you know the the good part is that rather than a monopoly if if starlink was the only one who was supplying this uh then it would have been a monopoly which would be you know worst for consumers it is becoming an oligopoly which is uh you know few big players uh competing for the customers and it, that's that's the best for consumers and uh, i think virgin atlantic um is also uh is it virgin atlantic or i think it's, amazon it's... amazon is trying uh and, amazon, there is... and then richard branson's company i thought it was i don't know i don't know maybe, maybe we can yeah. do some research but starlink there is definitely and then there is amazon uh, jeff bezos there is some company called oneweb i don't know if it is related to amazon but i think it's related to europe uh, european constellation mm-hmm. but yeah so these these are the companies that are actually trying to um build us a constellation of satellites that can provide internet access to uh, almost everyone in the world but of course i mean if if these are competing companies then you have to look at w- which services are better which services are globally available uh, and which services uh, are cheap so you have to yeah, consider all that but, but the key thing is the fact that they are competing the big companies are competing against each other that actually works out quite well for consumers so that's that's the good thing um speaking of this um so this this is a like a access problem that is being solved which is a really good thing you know access to internet uh but then again you know you mentioned earlier about accessibility like you know not everyone has all the all the accessibility options right now and you know we are being digitally inclusive as much as possible and we you know amit and i we are both very passionate about digital inclusion and uh, i would i would urge the audience to go back and go back uh, uh, listen to one of our earlier episodes called a11y project uh, we had uh, a guest appearance on on that uh, from that project as well that was actually quite an informative project um, and uh, in- informative episode to understand the digital accesses and what is being done 
to include everyone uh, in you know in in the digital world and uh, it is very important and we are uh, as you guys would know uh, the regular listeners that we have scripts uh, so we have uh, you know visual uh, translation as well as you know it is available as many ways as possible so that's that's an, that's a good example of what should be happening so it's everyone can sort of uh, enjoy all the digital content that are available and uh, make use of it you know sometimes just to you know be informed be educated or uh, get that information to put into practice uh, whatever you want to do you need to have these informations available to hand without much difficulty so it's it's uh, you know uh, equal equal for everyone and that's what we're working towards, but I, I feel like this is something that is an eye-opener topic for everyone to be aware of, uh, including our audience, to to support and also promote uh, as much as possible. I think uh, I think uh, one of the things that we always uh, talk about when we talk about accessibility is the disability and the other parts. But one key thing that we miss out is the spoken language. Um, we record this podcast in English because English is a global language and most of the people in the world more or less uh, understand English. Uh, we, t- we take it as an assumption, uh, but the majority of the population do understand English. Uh, that's what we feel. But there are many people. Uh, there are many people in the world who don't understand English and that also causes a digital divide because if most of the websites are available in just one single language then when that person tries to come onto the internet and they don't know that language then we are excluding them and that creates a divide and that's what happens with uh, I mean people say in developing countries who don't have access to English education who don't have access to uh, uh, any any sort of uh, English media say through newspaper or through print or through magazines or through television uh, even radio so it's difficult for them to come online and then access these services because they just don't understand the language so one of the things that you might have noticed over the last couple of years is the push from various big companies into translation services. So a lot of uh, languages are now being put online and there's a lot of effort being taken to make sure that uh, the websites that are available in your region are uh, available in the language that you that the population majorly speaks and that may not be English and that's a very good way to actually include people and reduce the divide because that helps with uh, more people getting on the internet and uh, I'm, I'm I mean we record this in English our transcripts are in English uh, but we know that a lot of people in India Bangladesh Africa they are listening to a podcast and uh, then I think we are missing out on people who just speak, uh, uh, just just know English. Uh, we who sorry who don't speak English. We're missing out on people who don't speak English. But uh, there is a huge chunk who do uh, speak English, and we are hopefully able to reach to them. Yes, yes, absolutely. This is actually a very, very interesting and uh, another eye-opener aspect of digital divide. Because yeah, we a lot of the times we think about all the different way of including people, but again you know a lot of the times i've done many web designs and worked with various web designers and whenever it comes to you know making the making a version in in different languages it always kind of is taken as a nice to have 
let's have the website designed and make sure all the functionalities work. Those are the primary focus. And then if possible, let's add one or two more languages so it's more accessible to people. But it shouldn't really be treated as a nice to have, but actually a must have. So it's inclusive of all different kinds of people from different regional backgrounds. And um, this, this is a really good example because, uh, you know, various, you know, so many people in third world countries, not only they have access, you know, some some people have never had any understanding of English and they've grown up and lived their life and currently living their life within, you know, within their, so, so, you know, society and, you know, perfectly fine with within their language. And, you know, all of these languages are very rich languages and has rich literature and all the other interactions, but obviously they're not English. So they're missing out on the digital, you know, the world, the large world of digital literacy and all of these, you know, uh, information, education that are available in it. So we also need to or should really make every effort possible to create content in different languages. So, yeah, you know, within our audience, we know that a, a large part of our audience is from South America, Africa, Bangladesh and India, and none of these are primarily English-speaking countries. So, um, you know, if, if there is any um, interested audience who would like to sort of translate or work with us to create more, more uh, inclusive content, we absolutely welcome that. And please do reach out or uh, take an initiative by yourself to, to make not just our podcast, but all the other informative digital content that are available and popular, uh, take them and translate them. And that would also, you know, as well as being inclusive, it would also open up a very good side project, which will have, um, I imagine, financial benefits as well. So uh, definitely something to think about and always be mindful of whenever you're doing any kind of IT projects. I think, yeah, I think uh, most of the big companies like Google, Amazon, Facebook, meta they do now a lot of translation so if i go to india and i want to access these services i can actually read them in hindi or bengali or any other indian languages and that's a quite a powerful thing and even on uh, on your smartphone when you want to type something now you can type in various languages so it's not just that uh, you are just uh, bound by english you can actually uh, type in various languages so that's one way to uh, make sure that people are included and the divide is not there because it's not about the language language is just a way to communicate ideas between two people but uh, it's all about like do people have the idea itself do people have the knowledge and then can they work on it and can they work towards solving a problem etc etc and that's what it's all about like you learn something um, and then you apply it and then you try to solve a problem and then then we make progress and and that's how humanity has made progress over the years and the more and more people we include in this journey towards progress the more faster we will make that progress because we'll have more ideas we'll have more uh, more uh, viewpoints etc and i think that is uh, important in a global world 
Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And there is so many aspects of of this digital division. I was I was like, as soon as you brought up the topic, I kept thinking about it, and it's just so many uh, different ways. I started re- started to realize that all of these divisions and how we are missing out on on all of these new perspectives because you know we there is no there is there is no like um thing about oh there is only like six different perspectives yeah i mean in physical world with you know you know uh, like you know three dimensional world we live in there could be you can look at one physical object from different perspective which is limited but when you're looking at ideas there is no limit on different perspectives and all of these perspectives adds value to the idea to become successful and we are missing out on a large chunk of it because uh, of of the language barrier. And uh, definitely, do wanna you know have you know for for faster human progress. I know we are progressing quite fast in the last hundred years, but we want even faster. <laughs> so um, yeah, for that we need to include more and more people, so we have a more coherent solution to any of the problems that we have worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, that's very important. So, I mean, let's let's go back a bit about. I mean, we talked about digital divide. We talked about how the divide happens. It could be economic reasons, social reasons, uh, geographical reasons, and there are various reasons. But then, how do you solve this problem? So there are these factors, and how do you then rectify that? And we spoke about it. Like you can have infrastructure, you can have government grant that subsidizes internet for the population so that they can get access to it. Um, you can have. <laughs> digital literacy programs where people get education so there are uh, in in uk council uh, if sorry in london councils if you go uh, to get education about say uh, how to use a computer how to use microsoft excel word etc you can get uh, a decent course and you can use that to then start using the internet so th- these kind of courses are available so the digital literacy programs the infrastructure the grants and subsidization. I think these are ways to reduce the digital divide. Of course, uh, the infrastructure is the key thing. I mean, everything that we know of on the internet is built on some kind of infrastructure, physical infrastructure or digital infrastructure. Um, If you look at Google or Amazon, they are very big companies, but they provide a platform to host different kind of uh, services on their systems. Say, for example, Amazon is a big um, a company that sells goods, uh, different types of goods, uh, but they provide a marketplace so people can come to their marketplace. It's like a shopping mall. I have a very big shopping mall um, and then I just want to open a store in that shopping mall. And then once I open the store, because a lot of people are coming to my shopping mall, then they will come to the store by hook or crook or whatever reasons and then I will get more footfalls and f- through that more footfall I'll get more revenue so that's what that's why people want to get on Amazon and the same with Google Google provides the search infrastructure they provide uh, the the email most of the, the most popular email platform is Gmail the most popular browser is Google Chrome and the most popular search engine is Google so they provide an infrastructure which people use and through that infrastructure they sell advertisements they sell many other things so i think the key is the infrastructure so if you provide an infrastructure that is accessible to everyone 
then you start including everyone of course what you do with the infrastructure how do you charge for it that's a different thing but that part is very crucial so same with the digital divide when we have to provide a physical infrastructure companies have to invest a lot of money in cables in wires in fiber optics uh, in uh, in big towers etc most of the companies are not incentivized to do that until unless they are making a huge amount of money so then that's where the government subsidies come but in order to bypass all that then you have satellite constellations like starlink that can uh, jump over this take a leap and just change the game altogether because no one thought about providing i mean i'm sure people would have thought but the latency was quite high the speeds were not enough but now you can get good speeds with low latency latency means how much time does it take for the request to go and for you to receive a response if you take if it takes a lot of time for you to uh, send something and receive something then it's no good and same with how fast it can come so how much time it takes and how much data it can transmit so those two things are quite important and with low earth orbits uh, so starlink is now on a low earth orbit which is called a leo orbit, a leo uh, and uh, because they are low earth orbits it means they are not very far from the surface of the earth that means that uh, the information doesn't have to travel too far and they can travel between two points on earth very quickly and that's what starlink is trying to do and change the game so i think these are some of the factors through which we can reduce the digital divide and help with getting more people on board yeah absolutely and this is this is actually a really good place to sort of a really good thing to think about so you know as you mentioned the digital literacy part you know governments have different incentives and not just government various private training organizations have incentives to train and even the larger organizations like Google, Facebook, and you know other uh, big organizations have various training programs, including I think Udemy for very beginners of of not just internet but even computing altogether. And those uh, are you know a lot of the times those are free. So uh, please encourage uh, you know your near near friends and loved ones. Uh, you know, is my urge to the audience uh, uh, to to become digitally literate. So that's just one aspect of of digital divide. But what about the rest? You know, in terms of uh, you know what we talked about today is the accessibility of of uh, internet. Uh, as you mentioned, Starlink is solving that problem in one way, and other satellite based uh, internet systems. Um, in terms of bridging that gap, um, there are various government incentives to bridge any kinds of gap in, in digital divide anyway. But what can we do more? And, you know, I would ask the audience to think about different ways you can, you know, make things accessible. You know, maybe you work in an IT company yourself and, you know, maybe you're a web developer who is de developing or maybe you're you know, in a meeting, uh, you know, you can promote uh, more inclusive design and more inclusive availability of digital products, whether it's whether it be a web page or a desktop application or anything to do with digital divide, because it is quite important. And we should be really aware and actively promoting this uh, at this stage of our journey to progress as as humankind. So you know this you know the the more time is passed the more um division might you know the more we might be divided so if we if we 
start working on it and promoting it at this stage, uh, we might actually tackle this problem at the very beginning. So there is no, um, you know, even social discrimination way down in future because you know obviously everything is done on the internet nowadays so whoever has internet or don't uh, could be the make or break for their success in life or not so if we want a more equal society uh, we should be promoting uh, digital inclusion in in every way possible and reduce the digital divide yes i think mm -hmm. uh, it's a right thing to do because I mean, we've discussed all the points, so we don't. I don't want to repeat myself again and again. But I think uh, it's important to be aware of this and uh, take active steps. A lot of, I mean, the aim, the whole aim of this podcast is to educate, to uh, make people think about certain things uh, that are happening across the world. Uh, we take a technology and we try to talk about it and give our inputs, give our insights um, through our experience. And the same goes for this topic as well. So we, we found a topic, we thought, uh, okay, let's talk about it. And we've given our insight. Now using that insight, we are trying to uh, reduce that because we have now, uh, this, this is like kind of education uh, medium. So we want others to also think about it and see what they can do. Uh, maybe write to your local councils or local governments uh, to give better services. Maybe check if Starlink is available in your area and you can, if you can get subsidy uh, to get that installed and uh, will that help uh, bridge the digital divide. So there are many, many ways you can do that. Uh, as Rinath mentioned, do translation services. So if, if you know English and if you know any other language, you can help with translation, not just our transcripts, but any other project in the in the world because I'm pretty sure there are many documents that need to be translated so that people across the world can read those. So there are many things that we all can do and uh, if we do a bit then that just changes the world. Yes, absolutely. And this this is a certain definite uh, positive change in the world and uh, definitely encourage our audience to to work on this. Um, so yeah, this this was actually a really eye-opener topic. Again, thanks again, Amit, for coming up with this. I, you know, the more I thought about it, the more passionate and excited I've become to talk about it. And uh, hopefully, our audience got uh, some value from from our conversation and this topic. Um, and uh, yeah, as usual, please, uh, guys, do reach out to us if you have any topic in mind that you'd like us to cover. Or if you'd like to be, um, if you'd like to see someone as a guest, or if you'd like to join us for a conversation yourself, um, all our contact details are in in all the platforms that you can um, listen to us or uh, watch us. So definitely do reach out, and uh, yeah, um, hope to hope to see you guys again next week. Thank you everyone for listening. See you.